This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, May 27th, 2022. I'm Kellen Walker. Jamie's out today hoping to watch practices for Sunday's Indy 500. Today on the show, Rivian's manufacturing chief departs as part of a major reorganization. Carvana gets another chance in Illinois. VW is shopping for sites to build Scout EVs in the U.S. And there's a new chief auto safety regulator in Washington, D.C. Plus... A look at whether F&I offices are backing away from the digital tools they leaned on during the height of the pandemic. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Rivian is parting ways with its head of manufacturing, Charlie Mwangi. Bloomberg reports that the departure is part of a big management shuffle and reorganization for the EV maker. The reorganization calls for splitting the commercial business, which includes delivery vans made for Amazon, from the retail side of the company. Under the changes, many of Rivian's senior manufacturing, engineering, and supply chain personnel will report to COO Frank Klein. Rivian shares have fallen more than 70% this year. The company has struggled with supply shortages and manufacturing problems. Illinois will allow Carvana to sell vehicles in the state on a limited basis. That's as long as it follows strict guidelines. The Illinois Secretary of State's office temporarily blocked Carvana's dealer license earlier this month. It alleged that the company failed to properly transfer titles for vehicles it sold and misused the way it issued temporary out-of-state registration permits. On Thursday, the Secretary of State's office put a stay on that order, allowing Carvana to resume sales, but the company won't be allowed to issue temporary registration permits or license plates. Volkswagen is looking for a site in the U.S. to assemble its Scout brand electric pickups and SUVs. CEO Herbert Deese said on Wednesday that the automaker plans to decide on a site this year. He says VW is assessing brownfield sites and some greenfield locations. The new Scout brand is a part of a broader effort by VW to expand its presence in the U.S. market. Deese says that it's not just for passenger vehicles, but for commercial vehicles as well. The U.S. Senate has confirmed a new top auto safety regulator. Stephen Cliff will lead the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Cliff has been serving as the agency's deputy administrator since last year. He comes into the new role as U.S. traffic deaths soar. Analysts say that's largely because people are driving more this year after staying off the roadways during the height of the pandemic but they say riskier driving behaviors are also playing a role. And those are today's headlines. Coming up next, finance and insurance offices went all in on digital tools during the pandemic. Are they taking their foot off the gas? We'll hear more about that next on Daily Drive. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, Talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. 
There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in, it helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk and the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Kellen Walker. Visiting the finance and insurance office when buying a vehicle can be as agonizingly slow as spending time at the DMV. But digital tools give consumers the ability to fill out forms and research product options beforehand to help speed up the process. In fact, surveys show an overwhelming majority of car buyers will purchase F&I products while at the dealership if they can view them online first. But dealerships are hesitant to have customers bypass their trained F&I staff and take the process fully online. Assurance Senior Vice President Jeff Strickland talks with Automotive News Editor Dan Schein about how dealership F&I offices can properly blend the online and offline world. Here's that conversation. Jeff Strickland, Senior Vice President of Assurance Dealer Services and Strategic Accounts. Welcome to Daily Drive. Hey, thanks, Dan. So as you know, Jeff, uh, when the pandemic hit a, a couple of years back, dealership F&I offices were quick to pivot to incorporate more digital tools in the buying process. Uh, in many instances, digital tools allow uh, for a faster buying process. And uh, with a click, a customer can choose a type of tire protection, start a credit check, or sign an electronic document. And statistics show that 92% of car buyers are more likely to purchase an F&I product at the dealership if they can learn about it online first. So blending that online and offline experience is now imperative for uh, increasing dealership per vehicle retail and net profitability. Uh, but some dealerships are wrestling with the larger scale shift from in-person F&I to digital deals and looking for a way to reincorporate those well-trained employees into the digital buying process. So where are dealers kind of struggling in terms of their digital presence? Yeah, Dan, you know, you know, I would tell you when it comes to products and F&I, it's all about the basics to promote the value to customers while they're shopping online. As you mentioned, the 92% of buyers that are likely to attach, it's when they learn about more products when they're doing their research. We've also found across our lines of business of assurance that 70% of customers that didn't purchase a protection product, it was because they never saw value in it. And that starts with the online research, right? So having a dedicated product page, it doesn't require a heavy investment by any dealership. It's just a little extra time and attention to load the content that's going to help that education in the shopping process. It's got to be easily accessible and found on the site, offer key features, imagery, ratings, and reviews is great. And our auto-specific research has helped us design marketing collateral with lifestyle-focused videos that our dealers can use to speak what matters most to a customer when researching, along with digital brochures, 
to make the takeaway interactive for the customer. The last thing I'd mention, it sounds pretty obvious, but I think you'd be surprised. Sites have to be set up for mobile utilization. As we know, that's where customers are accessing it the most. So it's got to be optimized for all devices. And so what are the roadblocks that dealers are kind of encountering when talking about, you know, that omni-channel uh, experience, you know, kind of blending, starting online and finishing uh, in the dealership? What, what are the struggles they're having? Yeah, you know, I think in, in this con- connected world that, that we're in, I believe dealers are getting comfortable and have been with omni-processes. And they advanced at warp speed during the pandemic. Um, really catching up on the dealer front, uh, on the digital front, compared to other verticals. I think the biggest roadblock today is the red hot market and the demand of new and pre-owned vehicles for all the reasons that we know. The record profitability on both the front and the back end of the business as it stands today. Dealers, they have control with pricing uh, as well as product, right? And leasing penetration is down. So from an F&I perspective, there's just more time that can be spent you know, conveying value with the customer, maximizing uh, product penetration, not to mention the reduced volumes drive even more focus on the importance of F&I processes. Uh, To that point, I can tell you in our assurant dealer services business, our client PVRs are up 25% year over year. Our vehicle service contract attach rates are up five points and our ancillary and gap business is pretty strong as well. I think if we're really honest with ourselves, the digital focus today for dealers is getting their tight inventory levels loaded onto their site for immediate sale, and the rest is taking care of itself. So what's the best approach for dealers when they're thinking about blending that you know, online and offline customer experience? Yeah, I, I think this is the true key to, to success and where our most progressive clients at Assurance are focused, preventing the customer from restarting regardless of where they want to navigate across the communication channels, whether that's email, that's chat, phone, text, or coming into the store in person. And this is part of the 360-degree omni-process that we've developed at Assurant to support our dealers. Our digital success builder solution that we have, it provides some steps to manage the seamless environment with a lens on F&I. And we offer best practices and guides to key positions in dealership management to help shape that frictionless process, along with outlining customer personas to help tailor the communication style that helps customers attach going through the process. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, most of the time F&I takes place in the back end of it. At the very end, you've bought a car, you've decided on it, and all, and then the F&I comes at the end. There's some talk that maybe put it at the front end so customer knows just what kind of car they can afford and, and what kind of products they may want to have. Start that at the beginning, and that way there's a lot more, a better experience for the customer. So how can dealers kind of integrate that F&I experience into the front end of the, of the deal? Yeah, absolutely. It's very important to have the value proposition of products in consumers' mind early on in the buy flow. You know, a couple of things to, to think about you know, consider adding a hotspot, a clean headline, or even a simple call to action on the vehicle details page when a customer is starting to look at the vehicle they're interested in. Having visuals, graphics that will stick in the customer's mind as they work their way through the funnel is critical. You know, consider 
including product references with online payment estimators. Again, just driving awareness as they progress through. And I would say our view is interstitial ads. They're not a distraction to customers as they're moving through. It's just a good product reminder to keep it front and center by the time they really get into F&I. And I think keeping term and coverage options on products very clean and simple, it prevents that laundry list of offerings that overwhelms consumers to where they, they'll skip and move on to something else. I know, again, they have this great, well-trained F&I office, and I think they love customers that come into the store, but more and more people are, are comfortable with, with online transactions. It's something that even before the pandemic, people were getting more used to, and now uh, it's just kind of become more of a way of life in a lot of transactions. So how are dealers navigating this digital transition? Yeah. You, you know, I think they're they're navigating it uh, uh, with with speed and and getting comfortable uh, more and more comfortable with it. Um, you know, I can I can tell you uh, they're certainly leveraging best practices that they learned during the pandemic period. I think the challenge is again that they're going to need to continue to sharpen their pencil to make certain that they're continuing to progress even during this unique period of, of demand in the marketplace, because definitely at some point, the consumer is going to gain a little bit more uh, power and control in the process, and they're going to need to be ready to pivot in the omni-channel environment to keep their sales and their profits moving in the right direction. Finally, when the pandemic hit, it was almost like you had to the dealers were kind of forced to go into this digital, you know, transition just because that's the one way to survive. People didn't want to come into the dealership. Some dealerships were closed. And so if you wanted to survive, you had to adopt these digital tools. And now uh, that things are even, the country's opening up more, people are more comfortable visiting dealerships again. Um, do you sense that some of these dealerships have kind of maybe are pulling away a little bit from these digital tools and are wanting or hoping that customers come back in to the store and see that F&I office manager face-to-face? Yeah, I think this is the best way to answer it. I, I don't believe they've backed off improving their digital game. I think it's it's fair to say that industry has changed before our eyes and dealers are executing the hand they're dealt today. I think they all know that to ensure future success, they're going to need to meet the customer how they want to be met and interact uh, especially with the new generation of shoppers and the future EV buyers on the horizon. I think there's no question the digital advancement and their focus is, is going to be needed. I think during this period of historic demand and profit, uh, dealers just must prepare for what's next. Um, and, you know, I think the future of winning in F&I is getting the digital basics down while maintaining these skills that are helping them deliver the record PVR and attachment rates we've seen in recent months. I think transparency, trust, retention, that's the long game for dealers to be successful and, and really the future of F&I products and digital retailing together. Jeff Strickland, Senior Vice President of Assurance Dealer Services and Strategic Accounts. Thanks for joining us on Daily Drive today. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Kellen Walker. We'll be off Monday for Memorial Day. Jamie will be back with me on Tuesday. I hope you'll join us as well. 
Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on finance and insurance, new manufacturing sites, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review so you never miss an episode.